In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and praise. Great graces, we ask the Holy Spirit upon us. Always guide us in your great grace, Lord. Amen. I joined seminary in 2005. And uh, it was a high school, then a year of college, and I joined seminary. So, you know, in high school and such, I wasn't super involved in, I don't know, the news or the world around you in high school. Kind of think of your own little universe, and that's all that matters. So I joined seminary. The big thing, especially for the first few years of my time in seminary, was, uh, was right after, like, the, the bombshell of the clergy sex abuse scandal. And for, like, the majority of my seminary was, like, trying to make sure that, like, there weren't any, like, creepers in seminary or there weren't. We were making sure that we were taking care of, like, make sure you behave appropriately. And, like, guys, everyone just relax. It was, a, it was a huge, like, theme in my time in seminary. And I always, so I was thinking, like, so at that time I looked back and I was like, what happened? So in 2002, when the clergy sex abuse scandal broke in, in America, it was, it was incredibly scandalous. Probably the biggest black eye in the Catholic Church in modern times. I can't even think of a bigger one except for, like, this... Spanish issues. So when you look at that, like so, like so, like a handful of individuals did horrible things, right? And the consequence of it were hundreds of th- millions of people, faithful Catholics, left the church, just left the church and never came back, right? After COVID, millions of people just left the church who were just on the fringes and just have completely left the church. Now, the temptation in my heart is to be upset, is to say, yeah, okay, things didn't go perfectly. Okay, things went bad, actually. Okay, that doesn't mean that the gospel of Jesus Christ is invalid. That doesn't mean that Jesus Christ isn't God, isn't the incarnate word of, Jesus, of God. But we can do that. We, we associate the world around us or the people who are claiming to love Jesus. And we say, see, they walk away. So I would, my temptation is to be upset with it, but it's a useless temptation. Because the reality is the reality. It is what it is. This is what happens in the church. Sometimes people get turned off by the faith of Jesus Christ because of individuals, not because of the truth, not because, not because of God. Think of that for myself. Like as a priest, and especially in this community, I'm held to a higher standard, as I should be. As I should absolutely be held to a higher standard. Priests and religious should be held to a higher standard. Now, am I going to fail and sin and fall short? Absolutely. I'm still a human. We all fall short. We shouldn't be frustrated with that, but it happens. All of you, 8 a.m. on a Sunday morning, you are held to a higher standard. Because you are at church. You are known as the person who goes to church. Maybe at Christmas and Thanksgiving, they go, oh, we have to say a prayer. You say the prayer. You're a church person. You are holy, whatever this may be. So you're held to a higher standard. So the things you do, the things you say, your business practices, all the things you do in your life are scrutinized as they should be. Because if we're claiming to be disciples and followers of Jesus, our lives should reflect, should reflect that. At the same time, we get frustrated when People walk away from the gospel because of our actions. Or, in a positive way, people can come to Jesus because of our actions, because they see our happiness or our joy and our peace of life. And because of us, because of our actions or our discipleship, they find, they find Jesus. And it should be all, all, everywhere, everywhere in between as well. So think of the gospel. There's the blind man and there's the tax collector. And, and in Luke's gospel, Luke 18, before this, there's infants. So there's people who want to bring their infants to Jesus to have Jesus bless them. And the disciples rebuke them. 
You don't bring infants to Jesus. And Jesus says, no, let the children come to me. And he blesses them. Right? And then the blind man is seeking Jesus and the crowds rebuke him. The crowds try to shush him. He's seeking Jesus and he perseveres through it and finds Jesus. And then Zacchaeus. Really, my whole prayer this week was about Zacchaeus. Because nobody rebukes Zacchaeus. Nobody likes Zacchaeus. He's a tax collector. He's a traitor. He's a betrayer. But what happens? The very nature of the crowd ostracizes him. And he just kind of, kind of push him away. They become a hindrance to him finding Jesus. Yet he perseveres through it. So how do we react to these things? Now, there could be... There's, there, there's the gospel, then, then, then there's, my, there's my prayer of the gospel. Because what could have easily happened is these people could have brought infants to have blessed by Jesus and then been rebuked, and they could have been discouraged. Or the blind man was seeking Jesus, and the crowd tried to shush him. Like, these are the people who followed Jesus? You know what? I don't even want to. And they could have been discouraged and just like crossed their arms. I'm not even going to seek Jesus anymore because of these people who are surrounded around Jesus. Or Zacchaeus, he could have been seeking Jesus, but the very nature of the crowd who followed Jesus, he thought to himself, I won't be welcomed. It's just not worth it. And gone home and never found God's mercy, never found salvation. But he persevered, thank God, by the grace of God. That's what we have to do as well. Think of our own selves. We have to persevere because those other, the people who brought the infants, the blind man and Zacchaeus, all persevered and endured. Or another option in the gospel, which isn't in, not in the gospel, is imagine they brought their infants to Jesus and the disciples will say, oh, you want a blessing from Jesus? Let me get you through the crowd so you can get blessed. The blind man cries out, who, who's passing by? It's Jesus of Nazareth. And he cries out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And the crowds are like, Jesus, there's this blind man. They bring Jesus to him or they bring the blind man to Jesus. They could have been a means for those to find Jesus or Zacchaeus. Imagine Zacchaeus trying to find Jesus and, and there's that one person in the crowd who's merciful and patient. He says, Zacchaeus, you're a scoundrel. You've cheated us all of money. You're a traitor to your people. But this man, Jesus, is merciful. This man, Jesus, he's patient. Let's get you to him. Let's find you salvation. Do you want salvation? Do you want God's mercy? And he could have had a conversion because of an individual and been brought to Jesus or Jesus could have been brought to, to him. There's a lot of options in our lives. Well, all we can control is our own lives. Are we a hindrance to others or are we guiding others to, to Jesus? And for ourselves, if there is scandal in the church, because there is always scandal in the church, are we going to focus on the heart of Jesus or are we going to be discouraged and fall into, fall into despair? Think of an example. Think of this wonderful community here. What would happen if one of our Jewish neighbors, like just kind of moseyed on over, yarmulke, tassels and everything, just showed up for Mass? Would we welcome him? He's like, hey, I always see you guys. You guys are packed on Sunday, all these cars. I want to see what the hype's about. Why are these people going to worship Jesus? What is this whole Catholic thing? Maybe, maybe they actually do have the Messiah and it comes on in. Would we welcome him or her? What if a black, like three black men just walked into church? They're like, hey, my buddy owns a store in the city and he's always talking about Jesus. And I want him, he told me he comes to this church. I just want to come see what this whole Jesus thing is about. Would we welcome them? Or would we tell security, there's three black guys over there? Or would we welcome them as humans, as Christians, as people who want Jesus? What if a Muslim family walked in? Hijab, long beard, five, ten kids, Muslim family that walked in. Would we welcome them? Or would we all be all concerned? There's someone in a hijab here. They're seeking Jesus. Or they're just curious. Yeah, I have some Chaldean friends. They talk about how much they love St. Thomas. And they just want to... So I just wanted to come check it out. 
How would we react? Usually it's negative. Really it is. So we need the conversion. We need to be better. We need to ourselves, one, have a, a thicker skin and a f- more focus on the heart of Jesus so that if and when there's issues in the church, whether it's social media, whether it's the news, or the, whether I actually fall away from God, which is possible, by the grace of God, I hope I never do, you stay focused on the heart of Jesus because that's what matters, is Jesus, is God. But also in the crowd, we're more, I, for myself, find myself more associated with the crowd that was following Jesus, with the disciples that were rebuking people, trying to push people away from Jesus. And it breaks my heart that I could be a means for somebody to not be a follower of Jesus because of my words or because of my actions or because of my demeanor. I don't know. But more importantly, in a positive sense, who is God put into your life that he wants you to accompany? Pick one person. Pick two. Maximum two. Who has God put into your life that says, listen, there's somebody, there's a, an infant that, who is infantile in the faith, who doesn't know God very well, who isn't really a prayerful person. There's a blind man who doesn't even see his faults or his issues or is living in despair. Or there's a Zacchaeus, there's a sinner who the whole community has ostracized. Who in your life has God put into your life that is calling you to accompany? He's calling you to walk with them in the faith and be patient. It might take decades to walk with them in the faith. It might be a spouse, it might be a child, it might be a parent, it might be a friend, it might be a cousin, it might be somebody. Walk with them. Be a means, not a hindrance. Be a means for others to find Jesus. And when they find Jesus, they find fulfillment. Amen.